Hello and welcome. This is Tina from TinaHeels.com and I welcome you to this podcast and uh, invite you over to my YouTube channel and my blogs. So you can also check out my website where all of this information is kept in one go. So and that is www.tinaheels.com and now I want to continue on with the part 3 of my podcast where I discuss the goddess Hecate. Now the goddess Hecate I've already made two podcasts about her so check them out if you haven't already. But what I want to discuss is that uh, in Asia Minor where Hecate originated she had a a larger scope than uh what we know of today okay she had a much uh wider scope of responsibility but as she was adapted in say for by say for instance by the greeks by the romans and uh, other cultures she began to be demoted okay demoted and like for instance she ruled agriculture but later on uh, figures like hathor and demeter ceres ceres they took on many of hecate's significations so uh when you really think about it hecate has lost a lot of her roundedness and has become come a sort of symbol for all that is dangerous for she is the ruler of witchcraft okay she has also quite a complicated legend because she was demoted and put under series uh, who forced a uh, demeter who forced her to go down to the netherworlds with uh, persephone and hades so uh, you know in and out in and out so immediately we understand by this allegorical exposition that hecate was is an energy that is extremely internalized which means she goes to hell for 6 months so she she probes the unconscious as well as her extroverted energy when she's up on the surface uh, back with demeter okay so the fact that she was even um sort of you know uh demoted and the fact that she's uh, basically left to just uh you know be the keeper of the keys of witchcraft she is much more than that okay she is a sort of a character like kali which is paramaprakriti right now when you look at uh, hecate hecate has a lot of negative definitions because witchcraft is associated with necromancy sorcery demonic uh, possessions and uh, dark activity okay demonic activity so this is a uh, pretty uh, depressing because this is simply patriarchy reducing uh, hecate's uh, life giving principle as well as death and destruction principle and just you know make demonizing the destruction principle right because females the womb has life giving energy and as well as she uh, is the ultimate destruction because the female is kali right and and the female is very connected to the flux and the rhythms and the cycles of the universe 
because we, we see that immediately via the process of gestation and childbirth. Okay, a woman is receptive. Sexually as well, she is receptive. Her womb is a chalice, the Holy Grail. Okay, and because she is receptive, uh, Abrahamic religions deemed her dangerous. Okay, feminine, uh, sex, feminine sexuality was deemed seductive. Okay, and, and if you really think about it, what is seductive? Yes, the female body is made for pleasure, much more than the male body. But, uh, and it's more easy, easier for a woman, it's much easier for a woman to have full-bodied orgasms than for the male, okay? And um, just our bodies are made for pleasure. And this, this side of, of feminine sexuality was demonized, okay? Was demonized by society, by patriarchy, and all of this negative significations was assigned to Hecate, right? Now, when we look at Hecate, interestingly for me, as well as for many people, the signification of Hecate is, is uh, an energy who guides us uh, through uh, the crossroads of light. So, in a sense, she's a way sure, okay? And, um, and, and she's a figure that can be found in all of uh, all systems, actually, okay? Now, when you look at Hecate's dualistic energy, we can see that uh, she basically is the border between the conscious and the unconscious realms, okay? Light and darkness. Now, when I speak of darkness, I do not mean evil. There is no evil connotation to darkness. The womb is dark, okay? The, the dark night signs are Taurus, okay? The nocturnal signs like Taurus. It's not dark or evil in any sense. It's ruled by Venus. So, uh, the feminine has encompasses within it duality, okay? And, and uh, Hecate's job is to transmute and translate energy between, say, for instance, two polarities like life and death, light and dark, as conscious, as unconscious, okay? Uh, it is said that she is present in very many dark places, and especially during accidents or crime scenes. Uh, you know, oftentimes when the soul is lost after passing over to the other realm, Hecate is the way sure. Hecate guides uh, the souls back into the realm of uh, the Godhead, okay? So uh, we basically see that because of her association to dark places where she comes to guide souls, in a sense, I think she's like Medicine Buddha. Because Medicine Buddha, if you go through his 12 vows, you will see that he uh, promises to protect and provide for the untouchables, the undesirables. So in a sense, Hecate is, has that energetic signature. She's a psychopomp, as in she's a guide to, to uh, seekers um, of mystery, seekers of esoterica, seekers of the occult, okay? And if you even look at the dark gestation period of the moon, that belongs to Hecate, okay? But... Uh, Principally, Hecate is a lunar goddess like Selene, like um, many others like Diana. 
but uh, later later as patriarchy usurped the power of matriarchy we can see that hecate was confined to the dark phase of the moon okay and basically you can see that this cements her connection to all forms of darkness like kali like tara tara is bhavotarini because she takes souls across so there's a lot of similarity with tara and uh, uh kali and hecate okay now when you look at her think of her as a conduit for the unconscious and she brings uh, to our mind stuff from the unconscious realm the conscious the realm of hades where she's forced to go for six months to accompany persephone it's not like she stays in the nether worlds okay she goes back and forth so she's a psychopomp she sh she's a way shower okay now uh, of course we can look at if there is an asteroid called hecate and if you look at the significations of hecate in your chart you will be able to see where how how and where the unconscious is playing a role in your life okay so it is important to invoke hecate when you are in in you know in between crossroads when you do not quite know where your next step is going to be and like i said with coronavirus and the way the world is right now we do not know where we are going so we are collectively and individually at crossroads all over the world okay all over different races cultures income strators right so in a sense look at hecate as a wise guardian uh, as a, a way shower as someone who leads you through gateways and uh, think of her as 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 someone who is uh, you know who's a warrior a spiritual warrior in a sense she does have that martian touch to it like artemis or diana definitely she does so now when we think of hecate we think of the crone the crone is the stage of of feminine uh, sexual evolution where men are least interested in the crone because the crone has already gone through her menstrual cycle and she has already entered the stage of menopause so hecate coming through and being characterized as a crone we we can see that in a sense she is like dhumavati okay and and why because why you know a crone it's because like saturn age brings maturity age brings maturity okay and hecate is a very mature energy that's why they say do not play around with hecate okay i say that at least so it's not a goddess energy to work with if you're not prepared if you're in any kind of doubt you have to be surrendering to her to be guided to be protected okay uh remember that what you think of hecate is a very trivialized uh taught by patriarchy information is very trivialized basically whatever we have of hecate right now and um, 
when you look at uh, how literal this is she is the god of trivial okay all things trivia basically all things trivial so she's the goddess of trivia basically so um now there is a lot of wisdom in invoking hecate as a wayshower because her energy is i would say very magnetic and very powerful to to invoke and to latch on to i mean latch on to is not as a parasitic entity but you know like we latch on to the breast of the mother and she sustains us and she suckles us so in a sense hecate the crone is like the mother when we are fed up of the questions and answers of the world when we want to break away from patterns when we want to, to uh, be associated not just with crossroads where we are lost and confused but associated with transmuting the base into something um magical hecate is magic which craft is magic it's tantra like i explained many times in many videos and stuff so connecting to her is a way to connect to the great mother and i was speaking about uh, dhumavati and dhumavati is portrayed as an old ugly widow and is associated with things in, that are inauspicious and unattractive uh, like the crow okay so crow is uh, again uh, an a symbol for saturn so it's very interesting and oftentimes you see dhumavati on a horseless chariot and oftentimes she is riding a crow and mostly she is in a cremation ground again crossroads passing over okay dhumavati is going to manifest at the time of pralaya which is the cosmic uh, dissolution so it's not very wise to invoke dhumavati if you're not ready to work with her energy because she is the ultimate transmutation the ultimate version of hecate if i may say so i mean there's no ultimate or everything is the same it's just names are different okay uh, the water is h2o whether i call it jal pani water it doesn't make a, a difference a rose by any other name is a rose so dhumavati is hecate so hecate essentially she's got this uh, both of them are great teachers by the way okay and both reveal ultimate knowledge of the universe and both both these uh, god godheads because they are the same actually they their knowledge is beyond the illusory divisions okay so there is no auspicious inauspicious light day death night there is no polarity when you invoke these deities like kali like tara like bhavatarini chinnamasta hecate there is no duality okay and uh, why are they crones because look beyond the the sexualization of the feminine form look beyond the superficial look beyond the woman as is something attractive to look at because the feminine uh, principle will sound pralaya 
and that is the realm of Hecate. That is the realm of um, Dhumavati. Now, my association with Dhumavati and Hecate is both of them are uh, basically uh, goddesses associated with Tantra and witchcraft okay so supernatural powers basically both of them will you know give you that and uh, dhumavati and hecate are both invoked when you want to defeat your foes okay now when you realize that the greatest foe is you then you know a new realization dawns but honestly uh, now another thing is invoking Dhumavati is not wise to do at home. She can only be, be invoked in cremation grounds and forests. Hecate is, like I said, a more diluted version so that, that immediately you can invoke Hecate in at home but it's best to do it outdoors. Okay, it's best to do it outdoors. Now, the thing is that um, there are many similarities actually uh, with um, Dhumavati and uh, Hecate that I will go deeply into. Now, now, what really interests me is both of them looking like the old hag. Okay, the old hag that we are sort of scared uh, of, okay. So, and why are we scared of the crone archetype? I mean, this is something we've got to really understand because we are a culture that is completely rooted in ageism and sexism. So for us to accept the archetype of uh, the crone like Dhumavati or Hecate, that becomes impossible. And on the other hand, to accept uh, the archetype of Eris, for instance, the, the angry young girl, we can't accept that either. So this is really something that we have to grow with, we have to uh, work with, and we have to, uh, you know, just realize within us that oftentimes we are at crossroads and and that is um, the best time to invoke uh, all the Mahavidyas basically as I go through. Uh, each of the goddesses and link each one up and connect the dots and try and understand how they operate because I've always been fascinated uh, by the different goddesses like Monusha, like uh, Ekvira Devi. Ekvira Devi's lore is very interesting too. So there's just so much to talk about uh, when it comes to goddess and goddess worship. So consider hopping over to my youtube channel there's a lot more and uh, thank you for all the donations and book a reading and uh, let's talk more thank you very much and speak soon bye